topic I wanted to talk about is the idea that your personality is not really your choice. Like people have this belief that, oh, I'm not an extroverted, I'm not really that kind of person. I, I wish I was that kind of person, or I wish I was like a more open-minded person, but I'm really not. And it's this obsession with, it's just like not taking your responsibility even. Like, it's like, you don't even want to acknowledge that your decisions were consciously made by you. And then this also ties to like other things with like uh, social conditioning or whatever, where, you know, some people would say like, I, I, I like these kind of women because I grew up around these kind of women, you know? So it's like, they'll deny their actual desires also based on this. So they're denying their their person, themselves as a person, and they're denying their desires by saying that they're both are a function of just not conscious free yeah. will. They're denying that their personality is a choice, but also by denying that choice, their personality becomes a function of social norms. Well, that that's their personality that they've chosen. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. no, from their point of view. So I think there's two parts actually there. Uh, they're not directly related. It's not that by denying their personality, the personality point was a separate point. It's like people will say, oh, I'm not a very organized person, but I really wish I was an organized person. No, the person who's not very organized doesn't wish they were organized. They don't want to be organized, right? And so that's one side. But then the other side or is... I, I would add something to that. The person who wishes to be organized, they want the lifestyle outcome result of an organized person. But not the lifestyle. So actually opposite. They don't want the lifestyle. They want the outcome. The lifestyle outcome. Yeah. As one word. Okay. Okay. Lifestyle. I thought you meant lifestyle comma outcome. Yeah. yeah. No, I meant lifestyle outcome slash result. Yeah. Meaning they want, they want the benefits of what that person reaps by virtue of their personality while not actually adopting their personality. So it's similar to how beta guys, emasculated guys want the benefits of what we're saying. Yeah. But then they argue against us for those exact prescriptions that we say that, hey, if you do this, you'll get this. But it's like, no, 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 I don't want to do this. But I want that. Yeah. That's not how it works. Exactly. So it does tie into a lot of things. So your personality is a choice. And if you make certain choices, you will create a certain persona. And that persona may or may not attract what kind of women you want. And uh, it is a function of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's going to be a shirt. A sh oh, it's a Every function. comment that triggers people yeah. is going to be a shirt. It is a function of you. Maybe it's not a function of you, actually. It's a function of me. It's not a function of you. You don't have that function. Ah, uh, you need to have the... F if you don't even know you're that the function You're not exists, functional. Yeah. If you're... If you're dis I hate that word, dysfunctional. Yeah. But if you are dysfunctional, you don't have functions. What's the programming... Give me a programming term of something that doesn't have functions. What's the... A concept of a thing that doesn't have functions? Yeah, it can't call any functions. I don't know if something like that exists. Like a descriptor class? Just made that up. <laughs> I don't think... Here, let's search. Is it... Wait, what did you search? What do you call... Classes, classes without methods, yeah. yeah. Most of the time, an anti-pattern. Yeah, it's like you would never do that because you just use a data structure. So the word is anti-pattern, and according to this, it's not even good programming... Uh... No, well, it's, it's not... The word is not anti-pattern. He's saying like... An anti-pattern is just a pattern that you don't want to implement in your code. And so he's saying that it's it's an anti-pattern, so you don't want to do that. Like, he's not saying that it's called an anti- Like, it's just like, if you saw that, you'd be like, that's not good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So what I'm saying is that that kind of 
programming semantics is an antipenny. Yeah, yeah exactly. you can never be a person without functions. It's yeah, ridiculous. Exactly, yeah. And when I say it's a function of you and that person rejects that claim that no, you don't have that function, that's anti-pattern life programming. <laughs> yeah, true. Like you're trying to make yourself non-functional. I don't have the capacity I'm to- I'm just data. I don't have the capacity to lose weight. I don't have the capacity to influence my wife or anyone or my own personality. I, I only have the capacity to eat junk food and watch porn. Yeah. I have those capacities. So they'll do, they'll still do things. Those people will yeah. still play video games. No, I think they'll I think still eat Doritos. His comment was actually that the wife's behavior is not a function of you, right? So there's no there's no interface between the husband and wife where he can connect. Like you know, there's no the, API. Yeah. yeah, there's no API. No, he gotta, needs to reference the you need, API. You gotta you gotta the ref the API reference is our course by the way betamaxpodcast.com interface slash course. I don't know <laughs> the interface course course.betamaxpodcast.com that'll be the link. Anyways, you know what? You know what would be really crazy, and uh, obviously we can't do this because you know our wives have to wear a baya. But if these guys could just get a little snapshot slice of me interacting with my wife without the facade of uh, video, yeah. it would be such a shock to them. Because even you know, sometimes you say like the way I talk to my wife in the podcast, it comes across as harsh. Yeah. So it would be just so. Sh- I can envision their react because yeah, they're getting yeah. triggered by my lighthearted, jovial observations on the podcast. Yeah. These are completely normalized positions. It's not me trying to be controversial. Yeah. I'm not trying to generate... Con- In fact, I'm hedging considerably. I'm bringing my positions... I'm bringing my positions to an acceptable level, like based on what I think, based on my heuristics, what can YouTube and TikTok tolerate? And I'm bringing it down. It's not, uh, this is not unfiltered Betamaxed. Unfiltered Betamaxed will be on the Patreon. Or on the Telegram. Yeah, but it's it's so shocking that, yeah. I mean, I mean, these people would try to kill me. They would. Like, the, if, like you know. They if, would lynch you, yeah. It's yeah, like... there would be a mob lynching. For no reason, though, because <laughs> no, it's my I, wife and she's yeah, fine with it. I know. This is the problem with these betas, man. This is what infuriates me. But obviously, they wouldn't be able to lynch me. I mean, come on. They, I mean, they just they say, hey, look, a, a girl. <laughs> I mean like hey look boobs <laughs> or like just have a TikTok billboard yeah. remote control TikTok billboard with some titties and some just have like a, a smoke bomb that like puts like a picture of a girl it's kind of like that thing in Metal Gear Solid that blow up doll yeah you know what these people are like they're like the guards in Metal Gear Solid they have no persona they yeah. have no function they have limited range cognitive I think that's kind of the joke that whole NPC joke but this is well, not that, even... that is the joke, right? Yeah, that but th- these aren't even NPCs. They're actually NPCs actually have a lot of life in them, especially in GTA, man. Most of the NPCs are have they got, more we got a lot of personality. Well, those are they're GTA not... NPCs. Yeah, I know. Okay. So they're talking about like Assassin's Creed NPCs. Yeah, right? like a shit game. <laughs> yeah. So anyone <laughs> Well, who... in Assassin's Creed, even the main character is an NPC. <laughs> yeah. Well, this ties into uh video game uh evaluation because a lot of people who don't have personalities don't like games with personality and i've noticed this because the people who tend to like the games we like they tend to have personality it's a pretty the cultural consistencies between your tastes your preferences across all media and the way you react the way you behave the way you the way you dress the way you just all these cultural consistencies are very well all these cultural preferences are very consistent yeah and I always used to think like, why was I drawn to like, for example, black clothing, long hair and beards? Was that because sometimes I, I like to reflect, was it because I was influenced by 
those metal bands or was it because I had those preferences that I was drawn to them? And I think about it and sometimes because I want to make sure that I'm not conforming. Yeah. And then I think, no, most of the bands that the guys in my high school listened to were not that. Yeah, I think for me it was the opposite actually because I tend to passively conform. I had to actively think, wait a sec, I don't actually like, I actually like looking like this. Why why am I even getting the small, slightest hint of like trimming my beard or, you know, not growing You had the it's opposite like, thing. Yeah, it's like, why am I wearing blue jeans instead of black jeans? Like, you know, even just slightly, yeah, because you just end up potentially like, oh, there's blue jeans, let me just buy these. You know, it's like... So you were tending towards conformity and you had to bring yourself back to your independent preferences. Yeah. And me... I had to consciously think, yeah. like, wait a sec, no, I like this style way better. I like this music way better. Yeah. I like, yeah. And me, I was evaluating my independent preferences, but perceiving them as possibly conformist because mm. I wasn't sure... <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? It's exactly. a different problem. Yeah. But I was definitely, that's a nightmarish thought to think that your preferences were controlled by involuntary mechanisms. It's not that you were exposed, definitely exposure is part of it, but yeah. you, you're exposed to everything. And Nowadays, then from that yeah. selection, you choose. But is it like, are you a function of only your exposures? Well, you're going to be a function of the that exposure class, that set of exposures, but then you constantly... The moment another thing gets added to that set. Yeah. The moment it, you're exposed to another thing. Yeah, the moment you're exposed to another thing, then if that changes your perception, and if it's a less frequent thing, then you know that it's not a function of conformity. Mm. And th this ties into the whole nostalgia argument. So a lot of people will say this, and I used, I've made this, we've had this discussion, yeah. but this this whole thing that when you're, will you, when you'll talk about some kind of, either some TV show or some band or something or some book that you read in your childhood, they'll say, oh, that's nostalgic. You didn't act, it's not actually good quality. Yeah. But I would argue completely against that. That position to me is completely contradictory and it's false. Well, in your case. Ah, okay, good point. Yeah, yeah at least in my case. The thing is, mo for most people, it is pure nostalgia. Most people, they don't have functions. Man. Yeah, Just but, data. But, but let me let me explain why in my yeah. case it's not. Yeah, I know. It's because in my case, I have a set of items that I consumed during childhood and out of that set a big chunk of them are completely rejected there's no nostalgia associated I know, but with the them. thing is for most people even the stuff that they claim to find cringe now they'll still claim to like it maybe i don't know if they actually like it but they'll be like yeah man i love that it's nostalgic i love barney it, it reminds me of my childhood you know even so that's the crux of it is those people like everything blanket as a function of nostalgia and they don't delineate between what they actually like now and as you know, well. And this ties into another great point is that these people, they are indiscriminate when it comes to inanimate objects, but they discriminate when it comes to animate objects. So they take every every media, they like all the shows, all the movies, but when it comes to women, they want to find the one. Yeah. It's a complete... And even friends and It's just a complete inversion. Yeah. And my wife asks me this a lot because she sees me take so long to f to review products or to and so critical and then she always says why did you just choose me as a wife so quickly and i said people are dynamic objects are static yeah so it's it's shocking to me that this well it's shocking to her from her point of view but it's shocking to me that she would ask that question because it's like are you a headphone are you a speaker are you a tv are you a monitor are you a mouse are you a keyboard are you a microphone these things have to be reviewed because they can't change i can't just make my well that's the thing well, is they 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 think well, it's a function of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a function of me. Yeah, I can. Yeah. And the thing is, even within objects, you can improve them some, slightly. Certain things, yeah. yeah like you, could... you can do some tweaks. So, But obviously, that's by virtue or by 
that object is static because it's not real by design. Yeah, yeah, by design, you mm-hmm. can't just make things better. Yeah, only lot- humans have that anti fragility. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, a lot of modern people they they like to reduce the specialty of humans as a class and increase the specialty of individuals within that class. So it's like humans are all just dumb animals, we're primates, but each individual, you're special. But it's like, no, the entire class of humans is special and there's no specific humans outside of divine, divinely inspired humans yeah. that are so special. Right? And this Everyone com- is special. Yeah, and this what this allows you to do, this ties into another point, yeah. is if you think that way, that the humans as a class are not special, but individuals are, then it comes to down to idol worship. You know, like the people who worship Elon Musk. Yeah. The, the idea that genius is a thing that exists. Yeah, it's like Elon Musk is this special human. No, it's like we're all... And Joe Rogan yeah. is obsessed with Elon Musk. He like yeah. worships him. The funny thing is he doesn't really know about him much. Yeah, yeah, well, he hasn't done his research. Yeah. But also like these guys are all delusional with their science obsession. And it's like, I yeah. actually saw this one episode with him. I mean, and, these guys yeah. are like talking about implant microchips and here you have basic dark mode that cannot work cannot yeah. be in, in, like it's you like, can't even update your your os crashes microsoft all these basic the th- only thing that tech companies are capable of doing is incremental data increases you know just adding more space adding more ram adding more speed yeah that's all they do a slight just, change just in memory optimization a, of performance that's all they can do because yeah. they cannot do anything of quality yeah it's yeah. garbage I mean, it's it's a fantasy because they like to live in this kind of cyberpunk-esque reality where everything is, they think that they're going to get to this point where they're immortal, cool, because, yeah. you know, because they're so lame. You know what's funny? They have to f- fantasize yeah. about that shit. Because you mentioned Joe Rogan. I watched his, uh, one of his recent episodes with Bill Maher. They were talking about the medical system, right? And they were talking about, they were against it, right? And they were like, oh, they don't take into account the mind-body connection. And they were like... They were like circle jerking themselves, basically like, oh, we're so smart. We understand that the medical system isn't perfect. Meanwhile, they're like the people that are obsessed with science and like science is the future and like science is perfect. It's like they from like literally five minutes before that, they're talking about science and like bashing uh, religion. And then they go into the medical side and they're like, oh, you know, the COVID, they just didn't take into account. This is this is what you referred to way back in media creation confidence, the blue balling of podcasts where they set you up and they're leading you somewhere and then the conclusion that they have is so unsatisfactory. Yeah. It's like, wait, all that set up and you didn't deliver. Yeah, it's like... It's the same problem that you have with these red pill guys. They'll talk about all this and then... And that's the allure of the content. You start, you're like, oh yeah, these guys are like us. Oh no, they're not. (laughs) They're not like us at all. Yeah, that's what I was referring into that short where where they just claim, well, we just want a sandwich. Men don't ask for much. Yeah. No, I ask for a lot. Yeah. You know, the whole thing that men are simple, men know men are inherently very complicated and complex. You might be simple. Yeah, women are simple. Women are relatively simple. Yeah. I mean, they're simple, but... You know, I mean, in their way, <laughs> you'll argue that men are simple and then you'll claim that men built civilization and then men did yeah. all the how arts can, and how philosophy. How can men be simple if they create so much? Yeah, men are inherently very complicated beings and that complexity is a positive thing. It's not a negative thing. Yeah, You're a monkey. You're, you're a monkey brain. You're the monkey brain. You're simple. Fine, we get it. Right? You don't have any functions. I have a lot of functions. And I'm... <laughs> and you interface, your interfaces and functions. Interfaces yeah. and functions. And, and look, it works, right? My wife is slim. She listens to me. We, we have success. We have marital success while you guys are out there 
avoiding hoes and mentally damaged women. Yeah, well, they would claim no, that that not all guys want slim wives. That's just you, man. Oh, that's just a function of you. <laughs> that's just you're just projecting, man. I'm projecting, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm fine to project about that, you know. Projection is okay. Yeah, so yeah. long as it's a good quality projection. Yeah, it's like projecting would actually be like saying, no, it's like I'm actually okay with. A fat wife, you know, it's okay. Sex isn't that important. Wait, how would I project? Hold on, let me let me yeah. think about this. So, what is projection? In my, it's when you take your worldview and, and assume other people yeah, have so it. Like I say, all men want sexy wives, and yeah, yeah. The thing is, they would claim that's just my desire, and not oh, everyone okay. in the not every Fair. man in the world has that desire. Yeah. But we have divine proof for that desire. I mean, yeah. But then you. But do would, you even need divine proof? I yeah, mean. I mean, it's like, it's like really, you don't want that. It's like okay, if you okay, don't, then, then don't watch the course. I yeah. mean, don't buy the course because if you wanna, if you want an unattractive woman, like, okay, just, you want ugly woman. Just do what you do. You want a woman that does nothing for you and is ugly. All right, got it. Yeah, there was another topic that was gonna come from that. Let's go back a little bit. Yeah, well, this is that topic actually. It's Which the topic? desire is like desire denial through social conditioning right yeah it's like my my whole crux of that was they they think of it as this big revelation that they've discovered that oh there's a mind-body connection when it comes to your health but they don't understand that they're missing another entire paradigm of the soul so they they think that they're the geniuses of the current time you know it's like oh you know the mind has an effect on the body did you know that it's like yeah. <laughs> wow it's like their <laughs> profound insight is like level one yeah. understanding of the human condition yeah yeah right. but but they're not humans yeah, monkey they're, brains they're for a monkey brain that's yeah. a pretty profound i mean you got to give it to them yeah i mean for primates yeah you know i guess all these they evolved from monkeys we were yeah <laughs> i mean i guess they did yeah. it makes sense the world actually makes a lot more sense yeah. if you think well, that i mean if you believe you evolved from monkeys then you will behave, behave that way in, in yeah. a certain way yeah so because yeah. it's a function of you <laughs> you just love that <laughs> Well, of course, I love the insults that I get because yeah. I turn them into... I know, they're so... Yeah. So this is kind of a, a move that I do. But if you can take a criticism, well, it's not even criticism. It's just, well, I don't perceive it as a criticism. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. I think the thing, when is, I say the thing is the way you talk is, is very different from most people because you're, you don't talk purely as a function of slang. Your words, your conversation is a function of you. But for most people, their conversation is a function of fragments of society yeah yeah i coin slang all the time yeah i don't like using existing slang exactly and even yeah it's not boring right yeah and it's way more fun to well, it's, it's more like you're capable of it no but it's just more fun to <laughs> randomly say stuff yeah that's somewhat connected uh yeah so that's a deterministic typology right there kind of related to it you can actually link this with the depression thing right it's like your your current state being a function of your desires as opposed to just not in control. I mean, it goes down to like acknowledging that you actually have control over your internal state in any in any aspect, right? So it's like, if you don't think that you're extroverted because of your decisions to be extroverted or you're introverted because of your decision to be introverted, then you'll think, oh, I'm depressed, not because of my decision to be depressed, but because of just reality. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was some point in the middle that you mentioned. It was really good. And I'm trying to, or there was some thread that we were discussing in the middle, but I kind of lost it. We need someone in the background taking yeah. show notes and just writing down the topics. Oh, there's no point thinking. We could have had another topic. 
in this time, you know, he can't grasp at straws. We can talk about the depression thing. I think it directly relates to this whole idea of your choice, right? Personality being a choice and emotional state being a choice as well. Emotional state is is a choice, yeah. Yeah, so my, my position is that depressed individuals are basically drug addicts that are too scared to get drugs illegally. Yeah, so it's to, to kind of abstract that, it's that people in a certain emotional state crave what they get from that emotional state. So the outside reaction of that emotional state, whatever it gets them, whatever whatever they get from that emotional state, that's the reason why they are. And in, in this case, emotion. I'm saying they they don't just want what they get from the outside in an emotional. Yeah, they're they not the, they're not sympathy extracting here. They're chemical extracting. Yeah, well, it's they like, want drugs. It might it might actually be they start with sympathy extraction and they're like, hey, wait a second, these drugs are actually really good. So let's get the drugs too. Yeah, and I don't even care about the sympathy anymore. And yeah. society facilitates depressed druggies. Yeah. And that's what creates them. It creates them. It doesn't facilitate them. It originates this kind of, this whole mental model of depression as a thing. It's uh, It definitely originates from this uh, Western medical system. Yeah. Because uh, in the past, this would not be accepted. Yeah, it's funny, you know, because, uh, you know, there's that short where my wife said uh, therapy is like business or whatever. Yeah. And then it's it's funny because... Later on, she flipped that. Which yeah, shows later on, you her... she was kind of against my claim that trauma doesn't exist well she was just uh, parroting that idea because you probably planted yeah, the idea yeah, of there she didn't yeah. have a yeah she didn't strong really understanding. get it. no so she, she didn't click that if trauma is real then therapy is required of course right yeah. and so then therapy can't just be a money-making business but if if trauma is actually fake then that's where yeah. therapy is but maybe made. her perception in her defense maybe her perception was that Therapy as it's practiced in the modern day yeah. is just scumbags trying to take money and yeah, then there's yeah. a correct way to do it. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. might have been thinking like that. Too. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of times she'll agree with you, but she'll misinterpret your actual position. Yeah. And that's the trick with women is that, like, one thing I do with my wife is... Make her repeat it? No. My goal is not intellectual agreement with her. It's just obedience. Yeah, it's function. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this was, this started way early on with the dress codes. So with women and dress codes, they, they always want to be at that state. And you talked about this with yeah. the hijab. They want to feel good about it. I'm like, no, you have to get used to doing things that I ask you to do when you don't feel like doing them emotionally and you don't understand them intellectually. Intellectual and emotional acceptance comes after repeated observation of that behavior that I'm demanding of you. That's it. And that solves all problems. So that's definitely something useful for people who don't know how to interface with women and it's a function of me <laughs> have i have i killed that one yet yeah did you have anything else you wanted to add to the depression thing well i mean this was good it just naturally segued yeah. into a few topics the moment you become conscious of what conversation topics you're trying to generate you lose the you ability lose, yeah it's like you're kind of thinking it's like about... that creative flow thing the moment you become it's like lucid dreaming yeah the moment you're aware that your conversation you're... is like a lucid dream yeah, yeah. conversation moment... is like dreaming actually because it's kind of it kind of is in the sense that you're free form like uh, throwing ideas from your mind, and yeah. as soon as you start thinking about what ideas you want to talk about, they stop coming. It's like they, you just have to because this is mortal creativity. Yeah, it's not a priori. It's like you cannot determine what you will create. It's just purely divine. It just comes that inspiration, the muse. It's divine, like it's divinely human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean it comes from it, the source. Yeah, is divine. It's div the source is divine, but it's filtered through the human. Yeah. Yeah. Divine would be a priori. Oh, you yeah. meant that way to yeah, say, yeah, yeah. No, no, I didn't mean that. Yeah. So the muse strikes when and where it wants, and you don't get to choose yeah. what is happening and when it's going to happen. So 
but yeah, it, that reminded me of a, of a certain thing that some creative types or some, some people, some artists or some, someone in the past, I can't remember who it was. He would uh, hold a bell in his hand or something and he would like just try to fall asleep while holding that bell. And then the moment he would just lose consciousness or whatever or just fall asleep, the bell would drop and then he'd wake up and then he'd be in that perfect semi-groggy state to come up with ideas for free association of ideas in the mind. Yeah. And this is... I don't, I don't do it literally with the bell, but many times I'm like, I've been up till like 4 a.m. or something and I'll be like lying down in bed. And then as I'm about to fall asleep, I'll have this epiphany. And a, a lot of the ideas that I've been struggling with will solidify and I'll have to get up and write that down or take note of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar to how the the conversation is generated. You can't do that if you're working. <laughs> yeah. What was the previous point? Oh, I lost it again. The, the previous depression? point to this. It's hard to go in reverse. Yeah, the drug stuff. That's what we were talking about. No, the, there's something the in the middle. Something stuff. really good in the middle. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting thing. Why is it so hard to remember? Back in time. Yeah. Is there something specifically? No, you know, I, you know what I actually think is like sometimes what you think is what you forgot a memory is actually you're about to have a thought, but it's completely unrelated to that memory. It's like... You're trying to remember something that you didn't even output yet. Oh, that's actually very true. Yeah. Because sometimes, and this applies in music and art too, because sometimes you'll think that, hey, I made this thing, but you haven't actually made it yeah, yet. Yeah, it's like, oh, what's that riff in my head? It's like, no, there's no riff in your head. <laughs> You're retroactively trying to chase this vision. You're retroactively trying to find this thing that you executed that's actually a vision. Yeah. So like you can't find it because it's it was something that you thought you could see. It, you couldn't even see it, you know? You yeah. yeah. But maybe in the conversation sense, you had an idea. Maybe. I don't even know. Like, and this may be how some guys interface with their wives. They have this vision. Yeah. And when it doesn't manifest, because they don't like to execute. Yeah. They don't like to do the work, right? They don't have work functions. So they'll have this vision. And there's a thing called the Pygmalion Project. Although that's that's actually a criticism of my position, in which it says that spouses try to mold their spouse into the perfect person although it's like agenderous like yeah the thing it's is this western Jungian idea is, anytime you have marital advice that's agender it's throw it out yeah it's complete yeah. garbage this any, is a, this any, is a golden rule any anytime, marital advice that's agender is useless yeah or uh, what's a better term for that not gender specific I don't know. yeah no there's another term for agender gender neutral oh yeah agenda. anytime anytime you have advice that doesn't specify whether it's for men or women that is useless garbage. Throw it out. And you can also dismiss those. Well, you can dismiss modern therapy in general, but or especially marriage counseling. It's complete Isn't trash. Isn't that what we are? We're modern. We are modern ideological corrosion. Rust. We live in a rusted world. Rust in peace. Rust in peace.